Welcome to this edition of the Horse Racing Happy Hour. I'm a little upset you did it like that. I was going to think we could do it. Here, let's, let's sound like this. All right, there we go. That actually sounded better. That's actual live cheers class right there going on. Because we are excited that horse racing is back at Churchill Downs. And I didn't think it was that big of a deal. I went on record last episode saying, like, you know. Louis that, is more excited than I am. Than yeah, I said Louis is more excited than I am. But then I get... The morning of uh, that uh, Saturday morning, I get a, a my eighty eight year old grandma calling me and saying, "Hey, what channel can I watch Churchill Downs on today?" <laughs> right? I mean, that was what it's really about. They are like, uh, they want to know. Uh, people want to see live sports. You know, NASCAR's figured it out. Yep, Uf- sure. UFC's figured it Big out. Time. And it was time for horse racing. Horse racing's just got this massive opportunity right now that they're really not. They they haven't capitalized on yet. Yeah. Uh, hi, Mike. Good to see you. I, oh, it's I, good um, to see you too, Louie. Uh, I'll push back a little bit only because the numbers are so up at the tracks that are running. On the gambling side. On the gambling side, yeah. sure. But also on the television side, right? I mean, you know, Fox Sports is just broadcasting. I was in my car the other day and Fox Sports was broadcasting Churchill Downs as their live feed on Sirius XM. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's that. So I... I'll push back a little bit on not capitalizing because I think if you are well run and you're doing your thing the right way, if you're a Gulfstream, if you're Churchill Downs. Okay, let's put are, then let me put it this way. That just shows that there's a demand. Yes. That Fox says there's a demand. Horse racing could be driving and pushing that demand better. Oh, sure. That's what I'm trying to get sure. at. So, like, you know, we could now start to really push some stories out there. You know, they they could incorporate uh, uh, just really kind of glorifying this trail of the simultaneous trail that's going to happen now to the derby and the breeders cup at the same time right that's just unprecedented you know well and also it's a weird time because what they should be playing up is that american pharaoh's babies are running right oh yeah all over the place everywhere in the first race of Churchill Downs today, they came second and third, <laughs> right? There's so many running that two of them were in the same race, right? And that's what they should be playing up. And uh, it, it's a, it is a lost opportunity there, but I do think, um, you know, that that kudos to Fox and different outlets who saw this coming because you know when 14 million dollars is bet on a on a zero on track handle the <laughs> Churchill Downs, that is an impressive number, and they they knew that people were going to watch. And I'll tell you, I, I know people that people are bored. People are bored. I have friends who I've gotten into horse racing um, who have admitted to me that every Saturday now at the races is what they watch because that's what's on, right? right? Otherwise, they'd be watching day baseball or whatever else would be on, right? Horse racing's on right now. That's what they're watching. And it's not like horse racing doesn't give you the drama Oh, totally. that other sports give you, right? right? I mean, I was um, – I can't remember which race it was. Uh, it must have been like race two or race three, but I was one horse away – from hitting a really big superfecta, and I'm kicking myself because if I would have bet the try, I would have had it, and the try paid like twelve hundred bucks. Right. And I'm, you know, I'm like, why didn't I just bet the try? And I, you know, play the dime superfectas every once in a while because they're just kind of fun. You can yeah. box four horses for two forty, and right. and one horse away from like a twelve hundred dollar payoff. And because you had, I had two of the long shots, so I did the hard part, and I missed one of the, <laughs> you know, so right. one of, one of the favorites that I took out is the one that I missed on. And, and so you get that drama, but then you get the drama of seeing the forty to one, whatever, try to to win, and 
or just, you know, the great finishes. You get all that stuff in horse racing. So the drama is there. The excitement of them coming down the stretch, you cannot beat it. it no, that's right. And, uh, you know, just, I mean, kudos to this, how Churchill has put this meet together in a very short amount of time. There are over 60 jockeys in the jockey colony here. That's crazy. That's unbelievable. They can't shower, but. I mean, I, I wonder if they're not giving them like individual suites. I'm not kidding. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like just, you know, obviously they need to use the jockey room for certain things, but like if the guys aren't getting a different space for themselves, right? You know, if they're, if that's part of the distancing protocol there, by the way, in my notes for today, um, which I have to pull up, where are you? There you are. What are you drinking in the meantime? Oh yeah. This is a 12 year, um, Weller, Weller, uh, very nice. The black label. Here. Yeah, the black label, um, which I drink very infrequently because I feel like it's very hard to find. Oh, it is um, very hard to find. Yeah. It's uh, happy course, Van Winkle, basically. Yeah, right. And it's, uh, a, tr- it's a tremendous drink. And uh, no, happy to be uh, on that one today. And you're having Blanton's. Blanton's, which yeah. is certainly on par, if not a little nicer. But um, Well, I mean, no, I think I think most people would. I don't know. It's, it's in that, a, a Weller 12-year versus the Blanton's. I think most people would say a Weller 12-year. Should we put up a Twitter poll about that? Yes, let's do okay, that. Twitter poll. That. We've never, we've never, and of course, no one's listening to us live right now, so Correct. it doesn't matter. But we'll put it on Twitter just to see what the results are. I guess we'll report next week, or maybe by the end of the show, we'll have something. We'll I don't probably know. get some votes in the next hour. Yeah. Okay, we'll see what happens. So, yeah, I would go. So, if, if I would choose Blanton's over Weller 12, but I think most people would choose Weller 12 over Blanton's, it's okay. specifically for what you just said. I mean, Blanton's isn't easy to come by right now either. I mean, all the Buffalo Trace products, they've really kind of figured it out. Like, they really have. They didn't want to water down their product. If they ran out, they knew that created some more uh, demand. And, I mean, you can't even find Eagle Rare right now, right? So right. Uh, kudos to Sazerac for knocking that out of the park. Yeah, no, they're all over it, and they're they're doing some cool stuff. Uh, they're doing curbside pickups now out at Buffalo Trace. You can actually go straight there for those products that are harder to find. Cut out the distributor, keep the prices down. Um, that didn't get by gives the way. you a nice. That's get, not true. What's that? That is that's not true. It's a joke. Oh, okay. Yeah, all but right. it gives you it gives Listen, you an excuse I'm, to my drive brother's out. in the bourbon industry. I know, but right, it, so. it gives you an excuse to drive out to bourbon country, which is very oh nice, yeah, right? and, well, it's gorgeous. Uh, all there. of us are missing that stuff right now. But yeah, so the uh, the poll is up. Uh, we're taping the pod. Pick your bourbon, Blanton's or Weller Twelve Year. So other jump little, back into that as people uh, little known fact too on the Blanton side. So the people know the Blanton single barrel here. That's that's what's on the shelves. But there's a couple expressions of Blantons, and I've got a couple of them. You can't buy any of them in the United States. Um, but supposedly, I heard that there is going to be one of the expressions of Blantons that is going to be released in the United States. I can't remember if it was Blanton's Gold. I mm. think it was Blanton's Gold. Did you get those like are they like released in Japan that kind of thing or uh, some of Germany, some Japan. Okay. Um, I, I have a friend of mine who can get them. And so I have like the straight from the barrel one. That's really good. I have the Blanton's gold. Um, awesome. uh, yeah, it's really good. Great. Um, all right. No, you can't go wrong with either the Willow 12 year or the Blanton's for sure. Both yeah. tremendous. And yeah. uh, I love uh, the, the single uh, Blanton's that you can buy in the store though. The, oh, those small bottles. Yeah, the small yeah. ones are always like 10, 12 bucks or whatever. You collect the tops of Blanton's? I don't because I don't drink it enough to do that. But, uh, but I love those single ones as little gifts, like little thank yous to people. Yeah. Because that's a cool thing you could just put on a shelf yeah. somewhere. Or it almost looks like a trophy with the horse it really on top, does. right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So um, what else we got? What else What else you got in your notes now that you've pulled them up? I do have all my notes up here. Um, we will, uh, later in the show, we will talk about the all-stakes pick five, which is the last five races at Churchill Downs on Saturday. Five um, stakes races. Five stakes races, all at least hundred grand. One of them's a G3, $150,000, the Matt Wynn. Uh, which which is also derby points, right? It has derby points, that's right. Uh, it is on the level of the Jeff Ruby stakes, except that the horses are considerably better. And I say that 
with what the Jeff Ruby stakes winner is actually the morning line favorite in his stakes race oh. um, in the last race. So we'll talk nice. about him too. Cause I got to see him in person with uh, with stable boy, but um, you know, I, I just, a couple things. I want to talk about the Belmont on June 20th um, and what Naira is telling everyone is exactly what I've been saying on this show for years. And then I, I do want to talk about the Derby rankings because now we should call them the Belmont rankings because now that they're running the Belmont at nine furlongs, we should be talking about that as the Derby because it's the first race. Um, and then uh, I also, yeah, those are essentially my notes. I want to yell and scream about Naira. And then, do you want to yell and scream about Naira now? Uh, now would be fine. Okay. Well, okay. I'm going to ask you first because okay. I, I want to get your reaction. Naira says, June 20, we're running the Belmont. Nine furlongs, uh, mile and an eighth for anybody. I'm sorry, uh, and going to be on NBC, which is awesome, right? Get that good team there, right? Which is great. Uh, just tell me your thoughts. I don't want to lead you at all. So you know, traditionally the Belmont's twelve furlongs, correct? So that's that's the first thing. I'm, most people, I think, that listen to this show understand that it's not usually a mile and an eighth; it's a mile and a half. It's a long one. Um, it changes that race considerably because of that track, right? Uh, and I haven't seen like where the start is. Do you know where the start is? It's essentially a one turn. It makes it a one turn race. Essentially, yep. And you and I feel, I think you and I feel the same about that. Like the difference between a classic race and a non-classic race is classic races should be two turns. Generally speaking, yes. So, you know, and then there's just history and tradition and records and all that other kind of stuff. I, I don't like it. I don't like it being a mile and eighth. I don't, but I don't know if they could. I don't think it would have been fair for the horses or or um, or healthy for the horses to stretch them out to a mile and a half without the other without the other races. I mean, we still have not seen them go a mile and a quarter yet. I don't think. No. So um, you know, we got to remember that these horses are young athletes that they're they're going from basically the mile being stretched all the way out to the mile and a quarter that the Derby is, and they would go back to a mile and three sixteenths for the, for the Preakness. And then they train up to the mile and a half, which is the Belmont. And I just feel like to be fair to them, probably the mile, mile and the eighth is probably legit. I think they could have probably done the mile and a quarter. I, you know, I don't think logistically it works at that track. That's because that's the, the issue because, because the that shoot is essentially in, yeah, in you're the right. practice track, right? Yeah, uh, you're exactly and right. And so it, it, I understand why they're doing the mile and an eighth as far as the layout of the track. Yep what you talked about as far as it would essentially be like asking high school cross country runners to go from a 5k to a 10k. Exactly. It start with the 10k and then go back to 5k. Right. I mean, right. that kind of thing, you know, it, it's less, less than that. But I mean, I, you know, if you shot your, so did I answer your question? Well, you did. And was it a well thought out? Like it, it was, I, I think it's, I think both two things can be true. I, th- I can, I think it can be disappointing that they're not running at 12 furlongs, but also understandable that they're running it at nine. Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm more excited about the potential field that it could draw. Correct. That's and the thing. That's why. That's one of the reasons the nine furlongs is awesome because the field is going to be right. terrific. Should the be. only horse Should be. that I've heard is not going for sure is King Guillermo. I don't know that he was going to win that race anyway. He would have been interesting. He would have been interesting, but I don't know that he wins that race anyway. I think, by the way, so uh, first things first, I want to I want to rag on Naira. <laughs> On this show, many times I have said they do not care about Belmont. They care about what? Saratoga. Aqueduct is what you say. You lo- they, love they, hate, they hate Aqueduct. They hate Belmont. They love Saratoga. Okay? <laughs> Here's how you know for sure that I'm right. They're telling you with this Belmont. 
11 weeks before Derby, they're running the Belmont. Why? Well, all right, there's another factor there, though. You cannot run the Derby and then run the Preakness in October 4th or whatever they're doing. What would they announce? Why not run the Belmont the first Saturday in August? And then you have one on the first Saturday in August, one on the first Saturday in September, and one on the first Saturday in October. It is very simple. Well, I think they, I honestly feel like it gets so crowded when you, oh, they're, 100%, they're not going to go against what they their state schedule is in August. Their state schedule in August is awesome. It's Saratoga. Yeah, but they're, they're not going to mess with Saratoga. It's about the Travers. It's a, about Saratoga. That Travers is a bigger race than the Belmont. I 1 million percent disagree with you. I think that's um, a hideously bad statement. Nope. But Naira agrees with you. You know how I know? They dropped the prize money a half million bucks I, this year. I completely disagree with you on this. The Travers is traditionally in August, and that season in August does have a ton of tradition with it. Why would you interrupt it with the Belmont? Because you're not going to have champion horses going to the Travers this year. It's a joke of a race this year. It's point race. It's a points race. Yes, that's yeah. exactly right. It is on par with the Florida Derby this year. It's the Wood. It's the Wood Memorial. It is the Wood Memorial. Don't don't look me in the face and tell me that the Traverse matters more than the Belmont this year. It doesn't. Well, you're just so you're going to make an adjustment for one year when you have all that other history. I totally disagree with that. I think we if the Traverse is there, you should go with it. And I I just and that's what they're saying. Yeah, they, they agree with you. They're saying that that Saratoga and the Traverse is more important than the Belmont Stakes. No, they're not. They're yes, saying they that Belmont Stakes is not so important that we should upset the entire apple cart. Actually, that's a really good with the apple analogy for up there, too. So they're saying that they're not going to upset the entire apple cart, and they shouldn't. Well, okay, so you and I just fundamentally disagree on this. I also want to go on record, because I've seen a lot of this chatter online this week. If a horse wins the Belmont, and then wins the Derby, and then wins the Preakness, they are a Triple Crown winner, period. And there is no asterisk. I don't care. It is as hard to win those three races all spread out and in different places as it would be to win all of them in five weeks. I, I, I don't want to hear anything else about it. I'm tired of people complaining does, uh, about it. Look. Does a new Triple Crown for this year, I agree with what you're saying there, but will they say, hey, if you can run, and of course this doesn't make sense either because the Classic is going to have four-year-olds. Right. But that's what it is really setting up for, and that's why the where the Belmont is does kind of matter. I mean, from I think why it needs to be in June. But going from the Derby to the Preakness, to the classic is what they're trying to set all these horses up to do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you, but by the way, with, with this being set up, strong, strong, strong information that Keeneland will be no fans for the Breeders' Cup. Oh, oh, that's, I can't say anything else. No fans for the Breeders' Cup. Yeah. After the Derby's probably going to have some fans. Oh, I don't think the Derby's having fans. Here's where I'll disagree with you. So we actually need to. Uh, but I'm, I'm just. Go ahead. I, no, I can't because I if I talk if I say anything else, I'm going to divulge. Get away with it. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to divulge a whole lot of stuff that doesn't can't be divulged yet. So, a couple of days ago, they put out that. Um, sorry, I'm getting this up. June eight. Do you know what I really want to see? Outdoor attractions will reopen. So you're telling me... But they're not saying that you can have mass crowds so, of 175,000 people. Hang on. Let me finish. So you're telling me people can go swim in the pool at Kentucky Kingdom and wait in line for roller coasters, but they can't go sit in the 100 section of Churchill Downs? That is 100% going to be... If that's the case, that's 100% correct. I have not seen that they're going to open Kentucky Kingdom. 
um, that was talked about yesterday in the governor's press. I don't well, listen to the governor's press. I understand. He also I admitted really, yesterday that he was completely lying about the ICU numbers. The most important thing about flattening the curve, he was totally lying. I, like he was uh, escalating them or underplaying them? Oh, by over 200% escalating them. Well, that's just flat line. We're not going to get in the political side of that, but that doesn't surprise me. It's unacceptable. I mean, it's one of the more unacceptable things that I've ever seen. But distilleries uh, are going to be open. Aquariums are going to be open. Libraries will be open and museums will be open. Why could you not sit in the 100 section of church? A museum being open is completely different than having people jammed packed. I'm not saying jam packed. There are going to be people at Churchill Downs. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. It will be 180,000. I think, I I think there's you. a chance that we're there. I, I'm as after media this, members. We're going to be. Open. Yeah. I don't think there's what, I, but what I really want to see is I really want to see the governor come out with a stance and Churchill Downs just to be like, mm, nah, that's not what we're doing, and, and just go 100% against it. Who's going to enforce it? That's what, what I local wonder. Louisville cop is going to arrest people for going to Churchill Downs. And what is what would that do to Mayor Fisher? Oh, the spot for him. Well, <laughs> good thing for him is he never has to run again. But um, oh, I mean, and neither does Bashir. But anyways, the um, but anyways, so uh, okay. Do you agree with me on the Triple Crown I want to go back to thing? that comment. I agree that the Triple Crown, if if the Belmont, if you win the Belmont, the Derby, and the Preakness, in that or, or order, you are still a Triple Crown winner. Here's here's the historical argument for that, by the way. Over half the horses that we consider Triple Crown winners ran in a different format than the current one. Sure. Two of them ran the, ran the Preakness before the Derby. And then in other years, they would run the Derby, run the Preakness a week later, run another race, and then run the Belmont a month later. Okay? So... I, Horse racing has a wonderful, wonderful heritage and history. Why are we so afraid to be part of it this year? That's what I don't understand. Why are we Why are we suddenly clutching our pearls about having to have three weeks between the Preakness and it? No. No. Oh, it's got to be at 12 furlongs. Get over it this year. Yeah. Just get over it this year. And I'm not yelling at you, Mike. I'm yelling in general. Now, um, that's an interesting point, though. The Belmont, and of course, the, these distances have not always been set in stone correct. either. The Belmont was run at like a mile and seven A's for a while. Yeah. Like <laughs> well, even the Derby hasn't been a mile and a quarter forever. That's right. The, um, Oaks, the Oaks distance has changed many times. And I don't think of any past Oaks winners as lesser horses or something. So you hear, to listen to this uh, potential, like what they're saying right now is the probable lineup for the Belmont stakes on horse racing. Oh, I, I've got the odds with me. So go ahead. You got the odds for the Belmont? I have the futures from from from, okay. uh, from Las Vegas. Tis the law versus Nadal versus Charlatan. <laughs> right there, you can just stop, and then like it's worth it. By the way, Basin. early returns on the on the poll the, already. The, the twelve years. Just yeah, I told you. You're I, right. No, you called it. You called it. Basin Solvolante, Governor Morris, Shivery, Doctor Post. I don't, um, which I don't know much about. Doctor Post. It's a Pletcher horse. Yep. Uh, Max Player, Modernist, Farmington Road. Yep. So you have the top. You know, you those first off those top three, and you could have Sol Volante at a, yep. easily at a fifteen to one in that race. He's twenty to one in the futures. Yeah. Well, who do you I think say, the hey, two favorites that? are in that lineup? Uh, They're co-favorites on here. Well, who? So I can only pick two out of the threes. What you're trying to say? <laughs> or four? Uh, well, no, I don't think there's a fourth. I don't. So are who are the throwing, three? Who are the three? Charlotte and Nadal, Tis Law. You're, I mean, you're, no, you're on it. Yeah, Basin's one of those is not, seven to two. The other two are five to two. I put Solvolante ahead of Basin. I would Solvolante on this is twenty to one. Basin is twenty five to one. They agree with you. Okay, I think most people though would think that Basin's a bigger name. He's been in more races you've heard about. Yes. Uh, so who's the fourth one that they've got on there? That's fourth favorite is uh, 
is a tie between Dr. Post and Honor AP. Oh, well, see, I'd, Honor AP is not even on this one that I'm looking at. Um, Dr. Post, though, coming up strong. I'm going to have to do some homework on that. So That might be one of those New York shooters that we yeah. don't hear about, and he's up there. It's he's training the like guy. crazy. He's the, the, the tonalist, and all of a sudden, yeah. he becomes something. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, well, I'm – oh, man. I, I think people love Charlatan right now. Five to two. So – and I, by the way, you owe me an apology because I was talking about that horse when he was lightly run. I know. I just said. I just said let's take a wait and see. I just said let's wait and see. <laughs> I still. He still I, you're right. Questions. I went all in way too early. Right. He still has. <laughs> he still has questions to answer. Let's not. Let's not pretend. By the way, how great would it be to have Baffert go up to New York and beat Pletcher? Um, well, the good news is Pletcher can run in all three <laughs> legs this year. <laughs> uh, That's a good joke. You should. I. I know. I think it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> The Preakness will have a pleasure horse that would catch. So essentially, you're between uh, Nadal and Tizalaw here. Which one do you think is five to two? I'm gonna I'm gonna say Tizalaw. It is. That's right. Yep. And Nadal seven to two. So I, Nadal I'm, at seven to two is a nice number. I think Nadal's not getting enough credit. Oh, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. But those three horses are are literally seven to two or better, and the next horse is sixteen to one. And and you and I agree that they're the three best horses right now. Oh no. Right. Uh, we yeah. like authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not on this list. Um, I do like authentic. Right. Yeah, and, and he's just not on this list. Are we? So we I, going, I like it. I are like we going it. into the derby? The derby uh, rankings right now? Is that what we're doing? I have in my notes. We need to stop calling them the derby rankings. They're the Belmont rankings <laughs> because it's a mile and an eighth. No, no, because it's <laughs> yeah. a mile and an eighth. The world's upside down. Let's call them what they are. They're the Belmont rankings. The it's Belmont a month rankings. Away. It's a month away. All right. So instead of being but like it's fifteen weeks to the derby, still. This is where I'm going to disagree with you. Go ahead. Because the, not all these horses are shooting for the Belmont, but all these horses are shooting for the derby. Oh, I, sure, but it's still a million dollar race. It still is, and, and but it is still the Derby rankings. And it, it's but it's a hundred and fifty point Derby race, right? They're they're setting this aside as clearly the biggest prep, right? Sanity well, Derby's coming. One hundred percent should be. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Uh. So yeah, the Derby's fifteen weeks away. I'm going to start calling them the Belmont rankings. You do what you want, but so in what the Derby, Belmont rankings? What Derby are rankings are you looking at? Oh, the top three horses, I think, in the Derby rankings that should be right now. Give me the order. All right, in order. I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna look like a total jack wagon. I think all three horses should be Baffert horses. And, I've, okay. and I was critical about this barn going into it just because of what happened last year. Correct. And we wanted to wait and see. But I think if I'm – and if I'm ranking them, I'm going to go – I'm going to go Nadal, Charlatan, and Authentic. Okay. So mine is Tislaw, N- Nadal, Charlatan. Okay. And that is with me, um, that is with me having been on the Charlatan bandwagon a long time ago. I just adore how Tislaw runs and uh, his style and all those things. Charlatan to me is still a massive, massive unknown, even though he did win. Um, which is interesting to me that Baffert's choosing if he if this is right that Baffert's choosing to send him to Belmont and not let and I would have thought he was Charlatan is a sanity to Derby horse all day. Yeah, I don't know why he's not switching Here's him in authentic. Charlatan, it's not a two turn race at Belmont. That, that could be Charlatan in one turn is a real problem at the Belmont. That's probably true. A big problem. Where Nadal, no problem with two turns, right? Um, Tisla not going to have to problem with two turns, right? Charlatan at one turn in the Belmont, I think it plays really well for him. Okay, so what does it say? What does it say if at, if the Santa Anita Derby, Baffert's choosing that Authentic is singling that and throwing Nadal and Charlatan in the Belmont? Um, what does that say? 
it says that he thinks Charlton's good at one turn. By the way, honorary peas could go either way. I think he also thinks Nadal could win all three of these legs. You think he thinks Nadal could win the Belmont? Like Nadal's a le- Wait, legit triple crown threat. Correct. You think he's he's trying to say that Nadal's his best horse? Yes, that's exactly what I think he's saying. Then, if that's the case, then wouldn't he put Charlton in the San Anita Derby so that the that Charlton doesn't have a chance to beat him on a one turn? That's fair, but I think he's I, I think he knows he's got a chance at one turn, and he'd rather win the race than just try at a triple crown in a weird year. Bob knows how to train in the spring leading up to the Derby. Like no one else, right? The but guys, nobody won, knows the guys won five is. or six preaknesses. I mean, he's just he's terrific in those spots. Sure. Right. This is different, right? And who knows? I think too, Charlatan is his new justify, and he has a sense that he's a great horse, and let's just send him to the front and see what happens. But he doesn't Does that mean Charlatan's the new justify and can't run in the fall? <laughs> right. But 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 he doesn't know. That's what I'm saying. He's so lightly raced. Right. Right. When when does that ticket run by, out? By the way, I just want to make sure everyone understands that um, if this was Justify's year, and Justify would not have been running in the fall. Right. He was. He would have broke down. He would have not physically right. been able to run. His in the ankle fall. would have given out last week at like Churchill Downs in some hundred thousand dollar race. Yes. Right. Correct. Yep. No, it's. It, it's a totally upside down right, year. That's let me why ask you another not, question. Is, in some ways, is it is this year the triple crown even harder because of how much more mature the I, I horses will be? Yes, of course. Because you're going to the Derby has twenty horses, and generally speaking, four or five of them are very good at that point, right? And then you've got a bunch that are good, and a bunch that are that got enough points in a points race. At, at this point, I, I think we'll have a, I, I think we'll have twenty horses for the Derby just because I think people. If you got a chance to run on the derby, you run on the derby. But I think of those Just horses. On a I think in the very good category, we'll have five or six, maybe seven. Very good, and maybe two are excellent at that point, right? And so, yeah, I think winning the triple crown this year, no question, it's harder. So, is authentic your number four horse? Authentic is <sighs> Tizzle will be my number four, and the Wells Bayou will be number five. Okay. Um. No, King Guillermo's my four. I still really like but, him. But I'm not, I'm not I, jumping off King Guillermo. I'm not you and I both like King Guillermo. He probably I, I really six. like him. He's four. I think Authentic is either five or six for me. Um, you know what? I would actually. And of course, we've already seen this. Uh, I, I would. I, I would get. I would put Wells Bayou behind King Guillermo. Yeah. They're being really safe with King Guillermo, and I, and I don't mind that. But I, I wish he would go to the Belmont. I think one turn, mile and an eighth. I know they want more distance with him, but you're not going to get more distance until the Derby. I mean. I guess the Travers will be a mile and a quarter, right? So I guess he could shift for the Travers. But I I, I really like King Guillermo. I like his style. Um, I really like Sammy Camacho. I think there's a chance that he has a really good summer. So I would put him in my top five right now. Will we see a American Pharaoh offspring in the Derby? Yes. Okay. Just because there's so damn many of them. There, there are, but there's not really... There's, there's not, not a really, top, top three-year-old right now. Yeah, there's not a not one under, top 25. Right. Well, I mean, rhythm section's a pretty freaking good horse, and it, and that's the one that we'll have to watch. Pletcher's got rhythm section, yep, and he's lightly raced, and so how he matures, um, we don't even know where he's going to go next. I mean, that's that's the horse that I guess if you're going to watch any of them to kind of see what happens, that's the one that's got a shot, and he he benefits the most out of this entire this entire situation. He won his maiden, uh, looked really good at a mile and sixteenth in Gulfstream. And now we'll just have to see where he goes next, but you're going to see him in a point race in the summer. And so he's got a shot 
uh, where he wouldn't have before. So that's that's the one Pharaoh cult I think uh, that's worth watching. Okay. So, all right, all right. Well, I'll, let's take a break and then we'll come back. We'll handicap for uh, the five races. Okay. Just make sure we got our notes together, and then be uh, the, this will be our lone break. We'll just do one break yeah, today. One break today. That sounds yeah. Fine. And then um, just so everyone knows, just before we go to break, we, um, we're, we're just going to look at the five stakes races for Saturday. I'll go ahead. I'll, um, people who follow us on Twitter at horse happy hour know that I had the early pick three and the middle pick five last weekend. And so what I'll do this week, he I'll barely, his head barely fits the door. That's because I'm, <laughs> that was a joke. The, um, oh, no, a, no, no. <laughs> the, it's um, a, it's a, but no, what I'll do is look at me. I got the pick three. I got to pick five people been axing so i'm gonna put it out there i'm gonna text megan devon and let her know i, I didn't do that and you um, thought about it i did not um <laughs> try to keep the creep factor down and uh the <laughs> and um and then uh we did uh i got him totally since the last it. show i think actually we had a nice back and forth with her on twitter about her potty mouth and on her birthday so that was good anyways the um but we will. Uh, we're going to look at the late pick five. I will put out an early pick three and if i like the middle pick five i do think there are two middle races by the way at this um, that are, I uh, think the five is a lead in for the wise Dan. All right. Well, well let's handicap next. All right. All right. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back. This is the horse racing happy hour. All right, welcome back, Horse Racing Happy Hour. I'm here with that creepy white guy at the end of the bar, Louis Rabot. Hey, hey, Mike and Offo here. Um, so, got to be somebody. You're ready to handicap. <laughs> I am ready to handicap. Just so everyone knows, uh, Darren Rogers tweeted out uh, either today or yesterday. I can't remember that they are going to um, guarantee 500k in the All Stakes Late Pick Five on Saturday. That's a nice payoff. Not bad at all. That is literally like Breeders' Cup level stuff. Yep. And um, they're calling this team. Well, you know why? I mean, if they just if they were able to, they did fourteen million last. Yeah, weekend. they're like, hey, let's see. Let's now we have good horses. Let's see what. I mean, <laughs> of course, Bonneville Girl is not a terrible horse, right. but we singled her and um, Say Moi last week in our yeah. pick five. Kept it down to twenty seven bucks. Came back two hundred forty, which is great. And um, but we'll uh, we'll try to do something similar this weekend. Guaranteed five hundred k. I said they're calling it Stephen Foster Preview Day, uh, which is great. I'm hoping by then. We'll actually be able to cover the stuff because I'm holding the governor to June 8th as the date that I can get in the damn place. So I'm holding him to it. That, he has not said that you can get in Churchill Downs June 8th. He has said outdoor attractions. Churchill Downs is an outdoor attraction. I'm, I'm just telling you. Well, there on a June 8th, you might be right because you can, like we've talked about in the past, you can be socially distanced in a place like that easily. No problem. You and I could do a show from 119 Which we and could. not be near anyone. With our new equipment set up, we could be... Correct. Like we take these headsets out. We're, we're, we're golden. Right. We Correct. got it. So we, we can... We'll talk to Kevin. We'll get to the get with those guys in the racing office and see what we do. Um, the grade three Matt win is a derby points race. That's race 10. Um, it's 20 points. So it's like the uh, Jeff Ruby stakes. And then, um, yeah, that's, that's about that. I've got all my notes here for races seven through 11. So you want to go to Shawnee first, huh? Very cool. That they're starting a bunch of new stakes this year. One of them actually, uh, it's either next week or after. I can't remember. It's called the Audubon. And so my neighborhood's getting a shout out uh, at Churchill Downs in one of the stakes races. But not this week, Shawnee, um, if people aren't from Louisville that are listening, uh, many of our neighborhoods, uh, tr- all the parks 
are named for the Native American tribes that lived here previously. So Shawnee, uh, Chickasaw, Iroquois, uh, Seneca, all those groups that lived the here. Iroquois. Iroquois. Did you say Iroquois? I did. Okay. And um, Iroquois Amphitheater is one of the great outdoor music venues uh, in the region, uh, all kinds of things. And uh, the the uh, the brothers who did the did Central Park, um, boy, help me. Um, Olmstead. Olmstead. The Olmstead brothers put together parkways. To I never knew there was a brother. I just knew Frank. They're numerous. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, wow. Uh, they came here and they worked on Louisville and all, named all the parks after the Native American tribes. I learned something that, every day. That were here at one point. And so uh, the Iroquois, uh, or no, the Shawnee, excuse me. There is an Iroquois race, but the Shawnee is being run. The Iroquois in the fall. It is. That's right. Yeah. And then uh, eight and a half furlongs here, Phillies and Mares, uh, four and older on the dirt. And you're going to see two horses right off the bat in the Shawnee, in the Shawnee that are going to be very... Uh, familiar names. And they're going to attract a ton of money. A ton of money, especially because Chad Brown is pretty good. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Um, we're, you're going to have Dunbar Road is going to go off as a just a really big, you know, probably less than one-to-one, probably less than even money. Yeah, she feels like a three-to-five in this race. Right. Yep. Um, Four-to-five four is the morning line, by the way. Yep. Um, and she's a Julie. That's another horse that yep. Ricardo Santana Jr. is on. Steve Aspie's horse had, has had success at Churchill Downs. Yep. It's going to be a two-to-one. And on the outside too, so easy break from the gate there. So do you see anybody who could upset any of these two fillies? I do. So the sixth horse in this race is Vault. Yep. And um, this is a horse that consistently runs in the 90s. Remember that this is a uh, a mile and a 16th. And so you want a horse that can do the two turns, that can run like that. She is absolutely there. This is her second start off a layoff. She did run well last time, but had a rough trip. You're going to get a nice price. I wrote these before I had the morning lines. She's 10 to 1. Yeah. So my sense is she'll be seven to one. I would say that's eight to one, fair. something like that, when we go off. But I think uh, that Vault is the six, uh, just so people. And just are just there. for comparison, I mean, you're, you're right. Vault has run an, uh, last four races. Well, let's just stay. Let's stay in 2020. Um, I've only got one race in 2020. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. This is the second time off the layoff. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, people don't know. A lot of mares take December, January off because they're in season. Usually. Correct. And so she was probably in season. So she ran in November. Then she came back at Oaklawn, didn't hit the board. And that's where you really have to dig into these things. But she ran a 91 speed figure and, um, and, and 91 was competitive. She was right in the right there. I mean, she ran, she ran fourth. I shouldn't say she missed the board. She 91's cute to Dunbar road. Who's, you know, again, has not raced in 2020 yet. Correct. Same, same scenario. Yep. Uh, but Dunbar road last three races, a hundred, 101 and a 99. Correct. Oh no, no, no. There's yeah. a reason that, that Dunbar yeah. Road is, is four to five of the morning. Absolutely. No question. But you're hoping hasn't run since November out in California. What you're hoping is that you can catch a horse on a layoff, right? She's just not ready to break, whatever it might be. Something like that where you get lucky. So um, so one other thing. I absolutely, of course, have to include Dunbar in your pick five. Dunbar Road. There's no question. She's a Julie. Has to be in your pick five. That's not a question. But let's We're not... looking for a deeper pick five. I think someone like Vault is in there. Let's not just, but let's not, you know, I, again, we talk about horses that break away from the pack and Dunbar road might be comfortable in something in the mid eighties, nineties speed, like, uh, and just run with the pack. Correct. I mean, Dunbar road's taken a, a drop down in class, but has not, didn't win her last two races. So she was a third and, and not even hitting the board in her last race. Now she ran in the distaff and same thing <laughs> which was a tradition, tr- just a terrific uh, group. Of and I can't believe Dunbar roads never raced a Churchill. Yeah, that was surprising to see too. But she's been to Keeneland, but not yeah. But not. So from that standpoint, I really like. I might even like she's a Julie on top who right. you know hits the board five out of six times at yep. Churchill Downs has won three of those races. Steve Aspiesen's here all the time. Ricardo has been terrific this year. Absolutely. Yep. And uh, even though it's been a long time since she's won as well, I mean they're both these class. Both these horses are taking a step down in class to to be here. Right. Um, I'm 
I'm going to go, and by the way, I do like your vault vault selection too. I wasn't trying to dog it. Um, you know, we might see like an, a, another horse, like another broad jump up. Okay. He ran a really solid 94. Has run a 98 before. Has had a lot of speed. Has shown a lot of speed again. Uh, and and I that's the only other horse that I think could could jump into that. Is Which that, number is that? Um, I'm looking at oh the five the five yes sorry, yep. sorry this what I'm looking at has the no the, big numbers it's, I see yeah, it yeah, yeah. Yep. I, my old eyes all right <laughs> you should get an eye doctor thank you I, I have one <laughs> I, maybe I switch <laughs> um, you know that's a, that's a, another broad um, and then moonlight garden moonlit garden would be the we other we have two. a really good chance here it's interesting because horses are shipping from so many different places. Another broad ran really great speed figures at Aqueduct. We'll be able to actually see earlier in the day if Aqueduct translate. horses are translating, right? Yeah. Yep. So I, I like a, a horse that ran last at Aqueduct in another race later. And so uh, we'll get a good shot, a shot here from seeing another broad uh, run, which is a hilarious name for a female horse, by the way. All right. Then we go on the turf, a mile on the turf for the, one of the greatest turf, turf horses I've yeah. ever seen, the Teppan Stakes. Yeah. So this is for three-year-old uh, fillies. Yep. And uh, like you said, a mile, eight furlongs. And so... Uh, Go ahead. Do you, do you have a one that jumps out to you, or? Um, I would say that I like the consistency that I've seen. Well, I, I'd probably go with the nine on sharing. Okay, it's three probably, to one on the morning yeah. line. This could be your favorite. Yep. Yeah, I think that they. She's been fairly consistent. She she's been improving. Um, Another horse coming off a layoff. Yep. Uh, again, not unusual for Phillies, right? Yep. So, um, I also liked just the consistency of walk in the Marrakesh, I guess is what you say that? Marrakesh? Marrakesh. That's a major city in uh, in Morocco. Yeah. All right. I'm not from Morocco, so that's good. <laughs> and that horse was born in Ireland, so who oh, knows there you why? Go. <laughs> and that horse has <laughs> had um, has been out here, but has not won yet in 2020. So, uh, you know, you're, it's these three-year-old fillies. I don't think the, the turf at Churchill is as... Um, it's much of a differentiator as the dirt. Like I think the horses either love the dirt or they don't like the dirt at Churchill. The or clay. at any track, frankly, right? Right. Yeah. The turf is is turf translates better, and that's why oh, yeah. Breeders' Cup races the turf horses show up like crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the only other horse that I would maybe look at as a potential longer shot to hit the board, and I don't know what the line is on it, but Dominga. Oh gosh, yes. you stole it out from me. Fifteen to one. I love Dominga. It's a step up. Yeah. So different than most of the horses well, has here, won right? a Churchill. Yep. Yeah. Brad Cox. Brad Cox. Sean Bridgman. Let's go. Stepping up a class, but frankly, there aren't many turf stakes at a mile for two-year-old fillies anyway. Um, I think that Outburst is another horse here that's really good. The seven, uh, five to one, that, that would be a terrific price. Alms is three to one I'm seeing here. Alms didn't even catch my eye, um, which is which is interesting. It makes me worry that I didn't do my job here. Um, but uh, the, the other horse that I think if they get in the race. Why did Alms not catch your eye? I, I'm worried that I didn't do a good job here. That's what I'm saying. Well, I mean, he's she's four for four. Right. Th right. This is what I'm saying. Like, I, 90, 91, 84 has been on the, the turf. Won two races at a mile. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a solid, you know, Paco Lopez. That's a solid, that's a solid play. I think it's because the horse ran in a $60,000 race last time out. Um, but, but for sure. No reason that it's not a solid play. The horse that I think if they get in is the 15. Eve I, of War. Yeah. Watch for the 15. One of the things we had to do last week to hit the pick five is include a 17 a horse from the 17 gate because of an also eligible. And that's who came in in the last race and paid our, paid our bills. So don't 
Don't sleep We're on gonna the scratches. We're going to have nice weather, though, I think, on Saturday. Right. It's going to be that, hot. But. but some of these horses get in. They've, yeah. they've entered for three races or something, right? Because they know there's 15, 16 horses in these fields. And so just Eve of War, which is a terrific name for a horse, has to be put in. last time out. Correct. It has to be put in, I think, in any, um, any multi-race uh, sort of pick here. And um, is another step up in class here, but is coming from Gulfstream. If you can run quickly on the crappy grass at Gulfstream, you could definitely do it at Churchill Downs. All right, so the next race, if we can move on, is that all right? Is the, the Blame. blame. Which yep. I was there when Blame beat Zenyatta. It was incredible. One of the great race calls of all time. Um, so this I will is, say... This is a, a well, one, you, you know what this is? One-turn mile for four-year-olds. Yeah, but do you know what it is? Uh, this is the... Uh, it's the equivalent of like when WWE does the Royal Rumble and brings back all the old wrestlers. Like right. You recognize their name, but they weren't really all that good. Correct. <laughs> that's, what, yeah, that's, that's what this is. I mean, long-range all, all great horses. Your personal horse, Bourbon RE Solutions. Yeah, Bourbon uh, RE Solutions will be getting Owen across Dale, the board. Everfast, always mining, Mr. Money, Diamond King. It's right. it's actually, frankly, this is a loaded field for $100,000 race. Oh, it is. And honestly, you know, and honestly, with Bourbon R, Bourbon Resolution, Bourbon RE Solutions. Totally playable here. Absolutely. Totally. Especially if, like, Recent numbers have been stupid. 30 to 1, and you've got a horse that's been in the uh, 94, 90, 90, 98, 100. I mean, that's 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 a great play right there. All so, right. I, I do want to say one thing about this race. And I love I like Ian Wilkes. So. People know Long Range Toddy's name. Yep. Don't play that horse. I, I watched agree. his last two races. He doesn't want to race anymore. No, he's done. That that horse is done. Stay away from Long Range Toddy. Ever All fast? Right. Ever fast is playable here. I, I like Diamond King here. Okay. Uh, I know it's the 14. Diamond Dallas Page. Outside has not been hurt in 10 to 1. I can't believe it, frankly. So I love Diamond King in this race as a longer shot. That's kind of a win play show kind of play. Um, or, you know, throw him in your try if you're trying to hit a try here with 14 horses. Good luck with that. But, um, I mean, it, honestly, I mean, I didn't even, I don't think I mentioned Mr. Money. I mean, it's just loaded for $100,000. No, there's field. a lot of great horses here. It's really, it's really a fun field. Owendale at 3 to 1, I think you try to beat. Um, global campaign's a pretty good horse too. Um, I think you have to look at him. I went, you know, and this is another one. Diamond King looked great at Aqueduct in I'm, March. Are you going to go with my extraordinary Jerry? Cause that's who I'm picking in this race. Yeah. The nine extraordinary Jerry. Yeah. At 12 to one, 12 to one. There you go. Nice number. I'm, I know I'm going to stay with a uh, diamond King at 10 to one. Okay. I'll take the nine. So you and I are on longer shot horses. This is one where you can actually play both of them across and the board. And I'm going to play Bourbon RE Solutions. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. For people who don't understand that, I own a real estate brokerage in the name of it, RE Solutions. And so it is Bourbon Resolutions, but Bourbon Resolutions. There's commonly actually. bourbon at RE Solutions. <laughs> There's lots of bourbon at RE Solutions. There you go. All so right. Yeah. Um, I also, I'm a second start off the layoff kind of guy. Yeah. So if a horse has to take a layoff and then they come back and they look good enough in their first start, Again, Diamond King, second time off. You're going to see their improve. Yeah. I think he's going to get better. I, I like him a lot here, actually. All right. I love it. And 10 to 1, I'm, I'm thrilled about. Then so we race go. Race 10 is the Matt win. So the we're Matt here. win. We yep. are at the the Derby prep race. The actual graded stakes here. Everything else is a listed stakes today, uh, or outside, excuse me. But this is a, a grade three, 150000 The return of Maxfield. Yeah, this is it. And, and, um, he won the Breeders' Futurity at Keeneland his last time out, but he's been sidelined since that huge layoff. He's going to take a ton of money. To me, you got to well, play him in the multi-race. That's what he is. He's Dennis's moment right he here. He is. And, but to me, this is where you you bet against. Oh, I totally agree. I love pneumatic here, the two. You get Ricardo Santana Jr. and you get Steve Asmussen together. 94 and 95 speeds at Oakland this year. I love pneumatic here. Churchill Downs, by the way, last Saturday was super favorable to speed, even with a wet track. Okay. Um, the, the track people over there just get it right. And it's a fair track. I, I was laughing because someone called it 
uh, Chalk Hill Downs last Saturday. And I'm like, <laughs> no, it's just not a crappy track. Um, this is a, a 60 jockey colony with the top trainers and everything else. I mean, no, this is, this is legit. There are three other horses to look at here. Nye Traffic. Which is not New York Traffic. Right. I think I said it right there. Yeah, you um, did. It is Nye Traffic. Nye Traffic. And then, uh, hang on. That's the one Nye I Traffic is 10 to 1. Terrific number. And that's a horse who finished second in the Louisiana Derby, which which we both thought was a good Louisiana Derby. So Attachment rate was the that's horse. That's the horse I'm going with. Okay. So, by the way, I got killed on this show for saying that was Dale Rowan's best horse in March. Yep. I got killed for that. I don't know if you got killed. You, you laughed at me. By the way, I look pretty smart right now. Because that horse is 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 the second choice, okay? And then Major Fed, um, is is another horse you have to look at here. And hang on, who beat Nye Traffic in the Risen Star? That's exactly where we saw. But Nye Traffic got revenge in the Louisiana Derby. Yep, Nye Traffic. Nye Traffic is a shockingly consistent horse. He's tacitus of this year. He's going to hit the board. I would agree that you play him in your exotics. That's exactly right. I don't know that he wins, but he's there. Attachment rate, Major Fed. I think attachment rate has a better chance of winning than those other two horses, but um. that's this is where I think you get on the ground at Churchill Downs with a horse like Attachment Rate and Dale Romans. He gets a, he gets very comfortable. Dale Romans wins a lot at Churchill Downs. Whatever the jokes are, he's he's the winningest trainer here all time for a reason. It's kind of interesting because with Attachment Rate, Dale ran him really early, right? And then obviously knew he wasn't ready. Um, I don't know if there was any health concerns with that horse after that, but he no one it seems is more willing to say it. A horse needs to stop the Dale Romans. Exactly. I really he will he will just take he will like with Dennis's moment. I mean he hit the brakes as hard right. as you can, yes. So this horse this horse uh ran his first race almost you know, almost eleven months ago. Right. Ran uh finished eleventh out of twelve. Then <laughs> there you go. Yeah. And then didn't run again in two thousand nineteen. He's come out in twenty twenty and has run in the Gotham. Um came in third in the Gotham, running the unbridled and came in second. Yep. It looks like he's constantly improving, yep. even though it's and um and since he's come back as a as a three year old in the twenty twenty campaign, consistently in the nineties, yep. I think that's a really good play. And hopefully for Dale, I'd love for him to have a, a, a derby starter. Totally. And yeah. this is where this is where the good stories start is if yeah. he can jump up and win on on Saturday. All of a sudden, we're talking about a Dale Roman's horse again, right? Because the Dennis's moment thing, frankly, is it's not it's not tragic. No, but it's unfortunate. It's right? unfortunate because, because that's physically that horse should be great, and he's just not great. So, so then the war chant. Yeah, race eleven, hundred thousand dollars here uh, at a mile eight furlongs. Um, uh, Three year old uh, turf race here. Yeah, and then actually, you're gonna see some names here that were on the Derby Trail that decided to go the, the turf route, like yeah. South Bend, um, who we saw in person, if I'm not mistaken. We had it. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I was actually going to mention Stable Boy and I saw the five horse field pass. Yep. In the Jeff Ruby Stakes, he won the Jeff Ruby Stakes. And what's interesting is, as soon as the race was over, and we talked about it on the show that week, uh, the owner said, "Yeah, we're not really shooting for the Derby, even though we have Derby points." And um, I was looking back. That was March 14. I think that was the last day anyone could really do anything. Before all the lockdowns, started, yeah, you know, probably, like, and it was, and even for us, you know, we were really the only ones in that building, you know, <laughs> as far as media. And so, uh, but field pass, I was, I thought, I thought, you know what, got to include them. We had one eight to one horse hit in our pick five last week, came down from Turfway. Field pass is coming from Turfway. That's easy travel. Tur- those horses seem to be translating to Churchill well. I'm going to stay with field pass, and maybe it's just bias from having seen him, but great horse. Uh, you get Jose, right? Is it Jose Ortiz? 
Uh, I just, I literally just moved. So let's see. We are, yes, Jose Ortiz. Mark, yeah. Yep. You get Jose again. Four to one. Yep. Four to one is still a nice number. That tells you how wide open they think this race is. That four to one is your morning line leader. Right? That's incredible, right? So four to one, nine to two, five to one, six to one, five to one. Lots of options here. Um, I don't think that short trip down 71 is going to be hard on them. The other horse that I wrote before I saw the morning line was Hieronymus, the six. And of course, Hieronymus is nine to two. Uh, I really like the Brad Hieronymus Cox. numbers, Brad Cox again. Um, I, I don't mind if all of my movies end up on the same shelf here. <laughs> um, I really trust Brad Cox on the uh, turf at Churchway. At Churchway, good Lord. Churchway, that's, what, that's what's um, going on right there. It kind of is. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Churchway Park. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so uh, he's the six, right? Yep. Hieronymus is the six. Field Pass is the five. That might be an exacta for me. Uh, the five and six, because I think those two are the best. So, have you come up with a pick five bet? Or are you gonna wait? I'm gonna. I'll put it out on Saturday. But I'm just giving my my top top plays here uh, for people as they start to think about who they're gonna include. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, we're just kind of we're we're sorting it out. And I right want now. everyone to kind of understand when I put out picks on our Twitter page, and I don't mention anyone. It's just me. But if I mention people by name, it's because Mike and I have both picked races, and we, you know, we're kind of. Very friendly, by the way. Uh, we, we very rarely have actual personal wagers on these things. Uh, going ahead each, against each other uh, to see who, who picked better, you know, maybe for like a Breeders' Cup Saturday or something like that, whatever. Um, but this week, I'll put out both people's picks for sure. We'll write yours down tonight and uh, make sure those are available. And then, uh, frankly, you and I were different on four of these. Yeah, I mean, this is a wide open day. Which is terrific. I mean, there's... there's Which means, yeah. you know... It's nice to hit a two hundred forty dollars. You're going to win that five k or five hundred k. You're going to earn it. That's right. And so I mean, it's going to be a little bit harder. That's right. Yep. All right. What else is in your notes that we haven't got to yet? That's it, man. We got it all. We did. So it's like time to pay the tab and get out of here. It can be. All right. All right. Well, uh, at Horse Happy Hour on uh, Twitter. If you ever want to shoot us a note, uh, it's horseracinghappyhourgmail.com. And so you want to hear the exciting thing that we're working on right now, Louis? Yep. So we're working on switching our platform over to Anchor. That is true. And what Anchor also allows us to do is you will be able to leave us a voice message. And we we'll, and if you keep them clean, we'll play them. Yeah. Well, so we'll, well, you know, if you have a question, if you got something that we, you know, we'll put Absolutely. them on the air. We'll, you would have is, to give us permission, but we're happy to do that. Yeah. Uh, well, if you leave the voicemail message, you're giving us permission. Got it. So the, um, we're, we're basically doing the switch to, um, have a little bit better statistics. We're still going to be on Last Sportscaster. We'll still be on Last Sportscaster. Local guys, we love yep. those guys. And, yep. But we're also going to be um, able to just uh, have some another level of engagement with our fans. Or not our fans. That, that sounds like, I guess we have fans. I don't know. Our listeners. The people who, you know what? We have a fair number of fans. Actually. Sure. But I don't want to be thinking of us that way. Uh, no, no, I, it's no. more like Again, we're two we guys down, drinking correct. and talking about horse correct. racing. And yes. if someone else wants to join the conversation, we're correct. inviting you to the table. That's a better way of looking. Yep. All right, so just a reminder too. We we uh, Mike had Blanton's today. I had the Weller twelve year. Our early results on the poll is that the Weller twelve year. Is there any? Did anyone vote for Blanton's? Not yet. Okay, but I think that'll change at some point. I, just, I put it up for twenty four hours. Okay, we'll yeah. see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll, we'll update that next week. Thanks to everyone who does interact with us on Twitter. It's been fun, and uh, listen to the show, of course, at Horse Happy Hour on Twitter, and then uh, Horse Racing Happy Hour at gmail.com. And then once the uh, voicemail option is up, we'll let you know. Yeah, so we'll be uh, we'll be back next time here on the Horse Racing Happy Hour.